The Media Rumble is back. In the second edition, we bring together news professionals, policy makers, investors, tech innovators from all over the world. It's where we discuss the future of news. It's where we talk about all facets of the news ecosystem. This year, we are set to make the Media Rumble Asia's premier media forum. There'll be professionals from some of the world's leading news organizations. Masterclasses on data journalism, on animation, illustration, storytelling. A convoy of 14 international speakers, filmmakers, satirists, all under one roof. Come, rumble at the Media Rumble, August 3rd and August 4th, 2018 at India Habitat Centre, New Delhi. Entry is free for our News Laundry subscribers and Mufat Khors, register now. Seats are filling up fast, so log on to www.themediarumble.com. See you there. This is a News Laundry podcast and you're listening to Just Sports. Hello and welcome to Just Sports and uh, it's Rahul Puri and me back to discuss all that happens in the world of sports. It's actually a dull period, correct Rahul? There's nothing much happening in the world of sports currently. Yeah, I think we're kind of in between, aren't we? Where the the season, the football season hasn't quite started, the the cricket hasn't quite kicked off yet. So, uh, yeah, I think next week we'll have an awful lot more to talk about. I think so too. And uh, there's not much happened in the world of football, but the one major thing that happened was the Mesut Ozil thing, which I think we will talk about today. And uh, we will also talk about the upcoming um, test series uh, that India is playing in England. And the middle order and the top order uh, kind of not being settled for India. And we'll talk a little bit about the transfer window where nothing seems to be happening. But let's start with uh, with Mesut Ozil. And uh, Rahul has charged that you know, there was racism in in Germany. I, for one, don't seem to buy it. It's like Mohammed Azaruddin when he was caught for match fixing, coming up and saying, "Oh, they are they are anti me because I'm a Muslim." And I mean, you know, I mean, the guy's played for Germany for so long. He's been national hero almost over there, and I don't see him ever raising this flag of racism ever before. And it just seemed like cry cry baby right now. Well, I mean, I, I tell you what, my reading of it, and I think a couple of people picked up on it during the World Cup, that um, that the German team didn't look very together as a team. Um, there were fault lines there. There were uh, problems in the squad. There were uh, people who, who didn't get on with each other. Now, I'm not saying that that was down to, you know, racism or, or anything like that. But I think it, it's a it's an established fact that, that that German side that came to the World Cup weren't the German team of old. They weren't as united as, as perhaps they should have been. I think um, Ozil didn't have a good World Cup. Um, he didn't play very well. Um, I think that a lot of the German public understandably may have pointed that out. And I, I think that, you know, that's uh, sort of pushed buttons in him where he's come out and made these statements. Um, you know, I think it's such a difficult time in Europe at the moment, you know, uh, with all that's happening in the countries. Um, it's very difficult. And I I, um, I, I don't know. I, I really don't know. But I mean, you know, I, I think that you can read a lot into... Uh, the Bayern Munich um, response uh, to that where, you know, Yui uh, Hones, who's the president, came out and basically called Ozil all the names in the world. Um, which yeah, but- just goes to show you, I, again, I'm not saying that Yui Hones is a, is a massive racist, but what I'm trying to say is, is that um, 
it, that's not a happy family. That's not a happy place right now. Yeah, I mean, um, Raul, it's also, I think I think it's a lot like you pointed out right now. It's to, I think it's got a lot to do with the politics of Europe right now. You know, the politics yeah. of Europe is is vilified right now there is there is a huge amount of of issues against immigrants against uh, the so-called islamic terrorism that's that's taken over you know and has attacked europe and the liberals in europe are facing that backlash so i mean i'm not reading too much into uh, mesut ozil's photograph with the, with the turkish president i mean at the end of the day he is turkish by blood yeah, well, he's of Turkish descent. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, what people need to see is that he is Turkish by descent, but he's played, you know, six or seven years for Germany, you know, and, and, and he's German. Um, and I think that is, that's the problem, isn't it? You know, you, 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 you know when, when you need a scapegoat, when a country needs a scapegoat. Yeah, and it all started with comments about the photograph. You know, yeah. it, it all started with the fact that, oh, he should have not taken a photograph with the Turkish president. Now, I don't understand the logic behind a player not being allowed to take a picture with the Turkish president when, you know, he met him. I mean, that really doesn't make sense to me. It, it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know, you, you can call Erdogan, um, you know, the Turkish president, a dictator. You can call him, you know, for having committed genocide and blah, 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 and blah, blah, blah. But by the same token... Um, you know, uh, should uh, 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 the captain of France not have, have, have taken the trophy off Vladimir Putin? I mean, you, you put in situations as sports people, right? I, I, was right? About, I was about to say that, Rahul, that by the same logic, the World Cup should have never been held in Russia. Yeah, absolutely. You know, you, you, you are a sportsman and you, you are put in these positions. Now, you know, Ozil is proud of his heritage. Um, he's always been proud of his heritage and, and fair enough. I mean, why should he not be proud of his heritage? But I mean, you know, I think that, that you know, there there are a lot of parties, there are a lot of segments in Germany that would have come out and used um, his poor performance. You know, um, I'm sure Jerome Boateng got plenty as well. Um, you know, he got sent off in, in, in one of the games. So I'm sure he must have caught plenty as well. But that is unfortunately the, the situation in Europe right now. It's it's a it's a real mess. And I think Rahul, it also it also is like I said. I mean, it reminds me of the Azaruddin saga when you know when Azaruddin was caught for match fixing and there were the cases going on against him. He went to town to say, oh, because I'm a Muslim, they're persecuting me. I mean. I think players also need to be a little sensitive about the the reasoning that they use, you know, at times because they are also responsible for making these fault lines. No, absolutely. And and I think that statement that Ozil put out was as with everything that players put out these days, you know, it's it's checked by a dozen people. I mean, this is not him writing at the spur of the moment in the middle of midnight or anything like that. It's really not. Um you know, there's there's uh, an agenda there, there's propaganda there, and all of it is to try and ultimately protect the player. I mean, it, you know, that's why he's put it out there. Um, I have some sympathy for him. It's not that I don't, but I agree with you. Um, football players need to be very careful about the words they use. Yes, and I think now this is just probably, I mean, the, I think all the, all the federations... All the countries will need to be very careful, Rahul, because this could really end up to be a big, bloody mess. I mean, 
France is made up of immigrants. Uh, Germany is made up of immigrants. I mean, for God's sake, England has so many players, you know, who might not be full-grown English players. Yeah. I mean, we. I think if they if they're not careful, this could really end up being messier than right now, Rahul. I mean, right now is just you know gone by, and and the German FA has come out and said that they could have handled it better. But I think the federations need to be really careful about this because this could really blow up. No, it can, and I think you know, Nero Sane was interviewed. Um, after it happened, obviously, an, another German player who um, is from, uh, you know, of immigrant descent. Um, and, you know, he didn't want to comment on it. He didn't want to say anything about it. But you could see that, you know, he, he had some sympathy for, for what Ozil was saying. So, you know, there's this this is a difficult situation. And, and you're right, the federations need to be very careful, and lest it blows up in their faces. Yeah, because it could really blow up in their faces, Raul. And that would be sad because, I mean, a lot of, I mean, half of the French team is made up of immigrants. But that doesn't matter because... No, they're French. They are there because they are French players. And, you know, they've, they've played in French Academies, they've grown up in France. It doesn't yeah. matter where your descent is. You're at the end of the day, you're French. They're, they're as French as, as as anyone else, and and you know you you adopt them when when uh, when they win the World Cup, and you, you think they're the greatest thing since sliced bread. But the opposite has to be true as well. I mean, when they lose, you you can't point fingers saying that well you're not from France. That's wrong. Absolutely, Raul, and I think we should just leave it at that because I mean enough has been said about it, and uh, we need to put a lid on it. And moving on, let's move on to. The other side of football, which is the transfer window, it's been very quiet. I mean, a lot of people were expecting uh, Madrid to move uh, in the market. And like you had last time said that, you know, the domino has started from Ronaldo, but it doesn't seem to have had that domino effect. I mean, there have been very, very few moves. Uh, Higuain is apparently on his way to Chelsea. There are talks about Harry Maguire coming to United. Liverpool has signed a few players. You know, Barcelona has moved and signed a few players. But I have a feeling, Rahul, that, you know, you and I have been discussing this time and again on Just Sports that it's the high pricing that's putting off people because it's just becoming insanely outpriced. Yeah, I mean, it's that. It's also the fact that I think a lot of people have gone away uh, for holidays and stuff like that. Um, you know, and, and, and the agents are sort of having these backroom chats and, and trying to get things in place. And, and what's happening is, is that keeps delaying the process and what you're probably going to see now is a flurry of activities plus there are a bunch of new managers around Europe at the moment uh, Real have got a new manager uh, Chelsea have got a new manager Arsenal have got a new man in, in place so that, you know there are a lot of players sort of looking around and, and trying to take stock of, of where they are and the situation that they're in um, and I think that that's another one where the managers themselves are, are beginning to work out well you know what I, can, I need to keep this player. Yeah, I can get rid of that player. Those kinds of things are happening. And that's just sort of pushing that domino falling um, a little bit later. But it will drop. And I have no doubt about it that it will drop. It, it has to. You know, there are lots of teams, lots of big sides out there that, that definitely need more players they need they need rebuilding they need they need um, players in and and it will happen um it's just that it will be delayed the next nine days are going to be cricket uh, critical Raul, because i mean if you remember this this is the first time that the transfer window will shut on the 9th of august uh, as yes. far as uh, the english football uh, english english premier league is concerned and that pretty much leaves us only with nine days to push deals through and to push things through and I can see a very, very, you know, frenetic kind of activity happening in the next nine days. It's going to be pretty crazy. No, it will. And I think that, you know, you, you've seen uh, most of the sides now um, 
have finished their preseason uh, tours, or whatever it is that you call it. Um, I mean, let's be honest about it. They've been actually a joke. Yeah, I mean, you know, whatever you want to call them, the preseason tours, they've sort of finished but that. You, well played, Rahul. I mean, you beat our you beat our youth academy team 4-1. Well played. I think the average age on the pitch for United was 26 and for Liverpool it was 25. Uh, yeah. Nice try trying to um, well you know, played, go Rahul, with, but... with what your manager said. By the way, what a miserable but... gig he is. But uh, I think that a lot will happen now once uh, a lot of these teams return back home. Um, they've now taken stock. I think the managers have taken stock of, of the players that they want around, the players that they want to get rid of. And, you know, uh, Jose Mourinho, for instance, is one that I have no doubt will be back on, you know, in Manchester on the phone to the Glaziers saying, you know, what the hell, I, I need players. Um, and, uh, you know, for sure, um, there'll be a lot of activity, I guess, in the next week or so. Yeah, I think there will be actually. But the but the one but the one team that's actually surprised me, Rahul, with with their lack of activity is uh, is Madrid. I mean, they're actually just not going out there and and splurging the cash, which they are known for doing. I mean, Barcelona has actually been more aggressive uh, with with their with their signings than than Madrid has. Yeah, I mean, I think Madrid now needs specific players. They they need a replacement for Ronaldo. Now, I mean, where the hell do you find a replacement for Ronaldo? There are only two or three players that they, they can go after. And, you know, you, clearly they've got their sights set on on Hazard and, and Courtois from, from, uh, from Chelsea. But, um, you know... I think that those are things that will happen, um, but they, they they will take some time. I have no doubt Hazard will move. I, I have no doubt that he will go to, to Madrid. That is why Higuain moving to Chelsea makes the sense, because if Higuain yeah. moves there, you know, there is a possibility he'll let go of Hazard. No, I, 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 he, he, I, the Hazard deal will happen. Uh, I think that Hazard sort of wants to finish his commitments in terms of um, you know the commercial arrangements and stuff like that, but I, I, I think that's a deal that, that will happen. I, I'm pretty sure it will. Yeah, so that's one deal that will happen. I think the other deals which everybody's looking forward to is uh, Manchester United needs to buy two players. I mean, I don't think the other clubs are that very keen in 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 the EPL. I mean, City's got a pretty settled squad. Liverpool has got all the players that they want. Uh, so it's pretty much Chelsea and United who are going to do the movies. Arsenal doesn't seem to be very interested in buying new players. Yeah, no, I mean, I think Arsenal yeah, had the 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 luxury of they, they bought three or four players um in july they brought in um players in july i think liverpool brought their players in early as well i think you're right i think it is united and and chelsea that need to do the moving i don't know what's going on at united uh i think they've put in a bid for for harry Maguire. i think leicester uh, are gonna really push them to the wall on that one um to get the money that, that they want off the player and Chelsea I think that you know Sarri's just gone in there so I think he's just going to take stock and for him as well it, it's a question of Madrid stumping up the cash for Hazard and then what he does with the cash that he gets for Hazard so you know all of these things are uh, you know it, it's not as easy as a lot of people think that you know what you're a club go and put down 100 million and, and go and get a player it, it's not as simple as that there are image rights there are these rights there are those rights yeah, it's, it's a lot more complex than that yep so we'll be monitoring the the uh transfer window there's only nine days to go for uh, the english premier league to finish his business so i think by the time our next podcast comes we will have a lot more activity in it and uh, that's it right now from the transfer window and before we go just a little bit of preview of the test matches it's been it's been an enthralling t20 and one day series i mean it, the, both the teams were evenly matched 
and a lot of people are also saying that this time India has a very strong chance of the test matches. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had injuries. There've been a lot of talk about Bhuvaneshwar Kumar's injuries and, and the fact that we don't have the bowling, our, our, our top order is not settled. Um, I think man-to-man, Rahul, India is as strong as England is on paper. I don't see much difference between the two teams. No, I agree. I, I think that, you know, India have got that X factor in, in a Virat Kohli. Um, I think he is the X factor that they have. It, there's no doubt India's bowling is weakened by not having Bhubanesh Kumar and, and Jaspreet Bumrah. But Umesh Yadav is there. Um, you know, Ishan Sharma is there. Mohammad Shami is there and our spinners are there. Let's not forget. Yeah, the spinners are there and, and we'll have to see how, how they go. Kuldeep and, and Chahal... I hope are played uh, and you know the way that the weather has been in England over the last month or so it's been very hot it's been very dry uh, the pitches will spin um, and I do hope that India do consider playing two spinners I think the teams are very evenly matched uh, I think India is struggling at the top of the order I think that that um, you know we really need one of those top order batsmen to get in and, and get a score early to sort of settle their confidence down um, but I don't think England are, are particularly settled in that department either. Um, I think they're they're really struggling with their batting as well. Yeah, I think and I think I mean as far as India is concerned, Rahul, the, the the option will be who to play because I mean Pujara has been pretty much off color in in England, you know. And I, I think that you know Shikhar Dhawan's got a good record in England, but I wouldn't play him. I I'd play uh, Murli Vijay, I'd play KL Rahul, and I'd play. Ajinkya Rahane at three and then Kohli at four. Uh, I think Pujara is a walking wicket right now. His confidence is shot. I don't see how you can play him um, yeah. at, at all. But then after, uh, then after, then the whole argument is that after Kohli, the batter becomes very fragile because normally it does. You have... It does, but then you know I think you'll bring a a, a, a Dinesh in, you know the wicketkeeper uh, because Saha is injured. He's a good batsman. He, he can bat quite well. And you have an um, Ashwin. Ashwin is a decent bat if you get him to play. But then you yeah, can't play Yadav yeah. and Chahal. So you'll play Hardik yeah. Pandya. I think Hardik Pandya will play. I mean, I you know, if they do play two spinners, then Hardik Pandya is basically your third seamer. Is he good enough to be your third seamer? I don't know. But we'll, we'll, they'll have to try him out, I think. Because I really do think that uh, if the pitches spin, um, they do have to find a place for uh, both Chahal and, and Kuldeep Yadav. Yep. So, I mean, the batting lineup is still suspect, Rahul, because the whole idea of playing Shikhar on top is that if you open with Shikhar and Murli Vijay, then you have, you know, KL Rahul who comes in as number three. Then you have Virat Kohli who comes in as number four. Then yeah. you get then you get Rahane as, as, as number five. five. You know, and then you get Dinesh Karthik as a number six. And then you get Pandey as a number seven. I, I see that logic. But, I mean, you know, England are going to be really strong with the new ball. And yeah, okay, the, the pitches aren't going to be green because it hasn't rained, but the ball's still going to swing in the mornings. And there's no better there's no better opening pair in the world um, at swinging the ball than Broad and Anderson, especially in England. So if you don't have a solid start, um, Coley will be in 10 for 3, 20 for 3. And, you know, if they get him out, um, then you've got real problems because... India need to score runs to win. This is not a test series that they can win. You know, if the score, if this is a low scoring test series, England will win it. India need to score big runs to win this test series. Um, And it's absolutely crucial that we find batsmen that can support Virat Kohli because otherwise 
you know, we're in big trouble. So, I mean, the other option then, Rahul, remains is to bring is to bring Rahane at the top and have Rahane and Murli Vijay open the batting and then have this and then have Rahul and then have Virat and uh... you can try you can try all the permutations. You really can. Um, you know, India have got a, a plethora of of guys that can bat between sort of one and four. Um, and you can try any permutation and combination that you want. But at the moment, there aren't a lot of guys between one and four. They're in particularly good form. Yeah. They're just not in very good nick at the moment. And and that's that's the worry. I mean, the last thing you want is the first test match. India get put in and suddenly they're 10 for three. I mean, that's the last thing you want to, to open up. India need to start well. They don't have to win the first test match, but they shouldn't lose it. If they want to stay in the series... They need to get some kind of result from that first test match. Yes, absolutely. And India has been slow starters in England. And we have had instances when we have been 100 for 7 and, you know, 180 all out and stuff. And that's something that we need to avoid in the first test. And on that note, I think we have had enough for this podcast, for this edition of Just Sports. I will let my good friend Rahul Puri go and enjoy his Sunday. And I shall also try and take a break. Until we back to the Manic Monday. Thank you, Mr. Puri. And next Thank week, we'll have much more to talk about because we'll have the entire uh, transfer market uh, talking about. We would have had the first test uh, kind of finished. So we'll have a lot more to talk about. And I'll be back with Rahul Puri on Just Sports where we cover everything that happens in the world of sports. All the News Laundry podcasts are available on Stitcher, iTunes and any other podcast platform. Please subscribe to News Laundry. Help us keep news independent. Catch all our podcasts on news, pop culture, current affairs and sport. Visit newslaundry.com. Follow us on Facebook, Twitter and Instagram. And subscribe to our YouTube channel.